0: Welcome to What Are We Even Doing? I'm your host, Rochelle, and each week I talk to interesting people about what we're making, reading, writing, creating, and doing. This week I'm here with my dear friend, Chris Winley, talking about bookbinding, bread making, and what qualifies as art. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Hi,
1: Red. I'm so good. I'm happy to talk to you.
0: Oh, I'm happy to talk to you, as always. As always. Yeah.
1: The meeting of the Mutual Admiration Society has begun.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, you are one of my oldest friends, because I don't really have any friends. <laughs> I only <laughs> hang on to the very special ones. <laughs> Aw, thanks, Anne. Same. Um, so, what have you been up to? I mean more
1: of the same kind of, uh, nonsense. I'm in
0: Canada, as you
1: know, I'm in Atlanta, yes. Canada and it's winter time, which uh-huh. means that it's like, yeah, frozen hellscape. And, um, mm. we don't have a whole lot of sunlight. And mm. so I kind of turn into, yeah, a bit of a hibernating grizzly bear, but oh my gosh, if we could this only time train. around, right. This is, I mean, most of our conversations have a good section of it where we bemoan <laughs> each other's climate being better. <laughs> for us if I were in California I
0: would be thrilled and if you were here you would be And we, just, yeah I don't even have... don't even want to tell you <laughs> what the <laughs> forecast is <laughs> no I don't want to talk about it
1: um except to say that Newfoundland last weekend had 80 centimeters of snow in one day and I know that oh are alien to you but that's a lot that's too much in one day <laughs> <laughs> um, it's absurd and avalanches and everything. It's oh hard. no, so, well, that's not good. But the thing that happens in the winter is that I kind of just like hole up in my house and which is my favorite and um, just make with the coffee and the cozy. Mm-hmm. And so um, I really try to do stuff that makes me feel good and happy and like yes. warm inside because the darkness can feel kind of creepy in the wintertime. So I'm just like well, hanging out with books and and paper
0: <laughs> i think that should be a like, year-long thing <laughs> where you try to make yourself feel happy <laughs> right <laughs> That's what, i mean yeah is. i yes it's it's
1: just a lot easier in the summer yeah you really yeah have to well try for hard, you I just, see we're opposite
0: there because exactly <laughs> this is <laughs> it. summer makes me miserable <laughs> oh,
1: we just need to trade i know oh god or just like you know um travel with the climate so that we
0: should migrate like birds Basically, I agree I think so I don't know why we don't I, don't I mean we, because we, you would like a... the summer here I feel oh probably I don't know if you would like really the summer not here cost. it gets really
1: hot I would probably pass out regularly because my poor like <laughs> pudgy pink body would be like this isn't <laughs> what is whats this <laughs> What is this heat? How does this function? I would burn to a crisp and then just be dehydrated and pass out.
0: Yeah. You'd have to stay in the shade. (laughs) Be fanned with fronds. So
1: in the meantime, while the hellscape is trying to kill me, I've been playing in my um, studio Mm -hmm. with the idea um, that I'm currently obsessed with, which is binding books. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really fun and kind
0: of puts, wraps up all of my favorite things. So it's a, like a machine or some sort of tool or you're um, just full on old yes. school stitching them together?
1: Yes, to all of the above. Ooh. I'm like, I'm in the Describe exploration it. kind of, yeah, I'm in the exploration sort of place right now. So I'm looking at different ways that I can do it um, in small batches, but like not one a day, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm, a middle ground mm-hmm. small touches. Yeah. So I was playing with um, different kinds of stitching and like just learning all of the pieces. My favorite thing, as you know, is just to learn a new yeah, thing. Yeah. And then I become wildly obsessed with it and to the point where it, you know, can make anybody crazy who needs to listen <laughs> to me talk about it. And I'm there right now. So you're opening a can of worms be careful because I'm about it's to okay. like just start saying all kinds of stuff about bookbinding. Basically I've been
0: <laughs> learning all the
1: different kinds of stitches and like how you can make different books that are like will lay flat and other ones that have like um, the, the binding. If you make the, the cover out of something solid, it'll fold mm-hmm. away and like all kinds of just bonkers fun things. And because bookbinding has been around forever. So yeah. it's just like, there's so many things. Um, so many tricks, so many cool sort of artistic pieces that you can add into it, but I'm an ultra beginner. So I've been learning and watching and seeing all of the things that fancy schmancy people do who've been doing it forever, Mm -hmm. but I'm still sitting here like, um, poking, you know, six holes in some eight and a half by 11 paper and folding in half and trying not to make it look like a toddler made (laughs) it.
0: Well, I mean, Definitely. you have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. You, I'm, it's yep. a good thing that you started. That's the, the hardest part of any project. <laughs> well, and then finishing. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, yes. Everything other than thinking about it. Thinking Speaking about it's my favorite. Time. Everything yes, else is yes. hard.
0: <laughs> well, they say that, you know, like planning a project is just as fulfilling as actually doing the project they, they just I just read something about that and like vacation because your mm-hmm. mind doesn't get that you're not actually doing it when you're thinking about it that much you're still hitting mm-hmm. all those places in your brain that give you joy
1: oh my gosh all of them without doing any of the stuff that gives you pain right <laughs> yeah Right. Like I love, I mean, and I'm a writer, so you know this. So I, and I'm obsessed with the writing process because um, I simply am. And I teach, so I teach writing. It's one of my, you know, it's what I do for a living Mm -hmm. when I'm not hiding like a bear in my cave, making books. Um, I try to get other people to write books. (laughs) And the writing process thing, I'm obsessed with this because a lot of people will jump into writing Mm -hmm. um, by sitting down at a blank piece of paper and being like, okay, now fully formed final masterpiece arrive. And it doesn't work that way. And it can be really frustrating. So I always obsessively push for people to make outlines ahead of time and like make the plan for the thing you're going to write. And it's really hard to get myself included when I was first learning, um, sort of the craft myself, my, my mentor, my first professor who really made it clear to me that you need to outline. She forced me to outline something. Um, and it changed everything and I loved it. And it was like this huge, amazing, like it took away so much panic and stress and pressure and it made the final product better and blah, 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 all those things. Um, and now I just plan things all the time and I never finish them because planning is the best part. Yeah. Planning still the, the, idea of it it can still be perfect if you're like oh and then I'll write a perfect paragraph about this and you can right. just pretend that perfection exists still yeah and has once so you much start possibility. doing it you're like yeah yeah and then once you again start doing it it's like oh right yeah so perfection isn't real and I'm yeah. just like letting down my former plan yeah and it's heartbreaking and difficult
0: yeah and... I had a um plan to because I use beads um, in my art mm-hmm. and, but it's so time consuming and it just like to make a pair of earrings takes like two and a half hours and oh, wow. of, of full on concentration. Like I have to be like concentrating yeah. on every stitch. So, and there's such tiny, they're like little
1: seed beads, right? Yes. So yeah. They, your eyes must just be aching by the end of it.
0: It's not, no, my eyes are fine, but I get like scrunched and it's just, I don't want to be holed up somewhere toiling away at this, you know, that's, (laughs) it's not the life I envisioned for myself. (laughs) And a lot of the beads that I have are not, um, like perfect. They're not perfectly shaped, so they don't Mm -hmm. work for bead stitching because you need something that's uniform. So I got the okay. big idea that I would do a mosaic out of beads, and when I was planning it, I mean, it was just like so great, and I was just like envisioning like this beautiful project and blah blah blah. And then when I actually did it, it really turned out looking like shit, but oh, no. the process <laughs> was so fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love. I was like, even the messy mad. Process being fun, yay! I like that. I like that you could let it be what it was and just enjoy the process.
0: Yeah, and you know, when you have the, it's like an itch, like, when you have an idea, and you don't <sighs> act on it, it's like not scratching an itch, and it's like, I would mm-hmm. have always wondered what it would be like, if I hadn't made it, and now I know.
1: Yes, yeah, I have, there's a couple of projects that I have, writing projects, and otherwise, because I do a lot of illustration too, but writing projects mm-hmm. in particular... Um, that I have planned them enough that it's ready for me to dive in and do the thing. And they have been for a while. Mm -hmm. And the ideas have like, they don't ever disappear completely. They're there in the back of my head and they're changing shape very slightly, you know, like it's kind of being honed down into just the way, but sitting down and doing like the drafting of the thing and like this piece of making it, Mm -hmm. turning it from the idea into the actual thing just hasn't happened and they're still there and there's like lots of ideas and plans that I've had didn't get to the doing stage and they just kind of frittered away because they weren't they didn't end up being necessary I think for me Mm -hmm. but there's some projects yeah that you can't just stop at the plan like they're still there they're taking up space there's a shelf Mm -hmm. in my head waiting for it and I can't ignore it, you know, and it's just a matter of like, when are you going to do that thing, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> when are you going to finish it? Hmm.
0: Well, art to me, I mean, you're you are a writer. I am not. And um so that never seems fun to me. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the worst that can happen if you put paint, paint on something and it doesn't turn out? I mean, it's still fun putting paint on stuff. Yeah, I mean, when you could just put more paint on it because we yeah.
1: layers and stuff. Yeah. That's a whole... Yeah, yeah, and it's the same with, like, there's nothing... You can very easily edit something that you've written if it's not. It's just, like, the yeah, problem yeah. is that when you got the plan, everything is under control. Right, it's right. It's all orderly exactly. and organized. And then in order to get in there and make it, you have to mess it up. Yeah, and so you definitely that have to fuck the plan. Yeah right and like the outline is so clean and tidy and it's like it's not chaotic and it's not stressful mm-hmm. and it's like you've wrangled this wild big wooly idea and it's now something that's calm and clean and tidy and you have to go in there and mess it up again yep. to get it to the final clean and tidy which is the one you want but it's like just jumping into that second mess is a little scary because it looks great tidy now right <laughs> and yeah. it's little bullet points with its little tabbed <laughs> layers i like those little those little tables they look so tidy and if you could look at my office right now it's not tidy like the oh fact God. that i'm obsessing about having something clean and tidy <laughs> probably is just because my surroundings are absolute madness and yeah. so my, my yeah <laughs> my psyche is like something needs to be tidy oh, it God. might as well be that outline
0: yeah Sure, sure as hell isn't going to be your pajama drawer. <laughs> I just spent like the past two days um, cleaning up in my studio. It's not, it's not even close to being clean, but it was such a disaster <laughs> that I was working on this tiny little, It's a, we so we moved from our big house where I had like mm-hmm. a lot of space to put everything into this small, really small house. But fortunately, I do have a workshop out back, and it's like 150 square foot workshop, and it still is freaking looks like shit because there's just shit everywhere. <laughs> it looks I like the inside like, of my head. <laughs> the
1: yeah, well, and like studio supplies and art supplies and like papers and stationery. It's like a goldfish. Mm-hmm. It just kind of grows to take up the space you give Oh it. my so god! You have- yes. You Absolutely. know, if you have like a tiny Absolutely. little desk, that's how big your mess goldfish is going to be. But if you have a full big studio, your mess goldfish is going to be a really big one. Yeah. yeah. And well, and the problem and is, take it all up.
0: Yeah, I had a much bigger space and a lot more storage before. So I'm cramming this all in because in our old house, and my daughter's bedroom, she moved out, so I had that, and I also mm-hmm. had like our front living room area. And now I have it in this little room and I also have the, you know, like a garage that I could put, like, I had a big cabinet full of art supplies in there that's now in the shop. So, I mean, it's just like trying to put all the stuff I had in this one spot and I, you wouldn't know to look at it, but I'm very, I'm a very organized person and I like things to be really organized. And that's really actually why stuff is a mess a lot of the time, because when you're, when you want things to be organized, they, you have to put them away in a place Yeah, and yeah. you can't just put them in any place.
1: Well, it's like the outline thing. You need to have yeah. appropriate so that things can go in the right spot. Otherwise, yeah. it's still so a brainstorm. Find
0: yeah. Yeah. So you know where they are when yeah. you need them.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, so exactly. yeah, you get lost and confused and it's stressful and more chaotic than if it was all out in front of you. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I think that it's like, although did you find when you moved from the big spot to the small spot, did you find, um, like the process of getting rid of stuff to do that sort of downsizing thing? Did you find some freedom in that? Like, did it feel good oh, to get absolutely. rid of
0: things? Yeah. And it took, well, you know, cause I've been going through this for a long time and you've been a witness of me <laughs> downsizing my life. And, um, we got rid of so much stuff. I mean, so, so much stuff. And it's hard at first. Well, you know, um, Jane, my friend Jane. Mm-hmm. She is like a Marie Kondo certified organizer. So she helped me out a ton. And, and people I, make I fun of. She's awesome. Jane or Marie Kondo? I mean, Jane. I don't know Marie. <laughs> <laughs> She's oh, probably okay. pretty cool. She seems <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Jane is awesome. And Marie Kondo, people like to bag on her or whatever, but I mean, what she's saying is absolutely true. If something does not spark joy in your life, you need to let it go. Anything, people, stuff, habits, all of it, everything that you have in your life should bring you joy or you should cut it loose, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're giving space to it. Yeah. You're going to have to do it
1: decisively.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So it took a long time because like when you're getting rid of that much stuff, there's levels, like there's the stuff that's just no brainer. This is trash. This is, Mm -hmm. I don't like this, blah, blah, blah. And then when you get down to it, it starts to, well, i kind of like it, but I'm not really sure. That's what took so long. It literally took like two years. Wow. How long had you guys been living in
1: that house before you moved? We lived there for 20 years. Oh my gosh!
0: Yeah. yeah, two years to take twenty years down. That's not. That's probably yeah pretty quick. Yeah. So I just started um, a ceramics class yesterday. Was my first class. Oh. It's at the adult awesome. school. Yeah, everybody was like, "I'm so jealous." Greg was so sad I'm... he dropped me off yesterday. So what was... are you making? Tell me what the what's. Tell me. you about... need to know. Well. I don't really know because this is the type of have you been you probably haven't been to adult school because you're at, actually get real education you're one of those people <laughs> that <goes> to, <laughs> to university I wish um, I
1: had an adult school I could go to it sounds awesome
0: it's really cute it's a lot of retired people so I was probably there was only one person that was younger than me in the class and then everyone else was older um And, uh, they were, so, so in uh, the adult schools in my area, when there's a good class, people like take it time and time again. So they all know each other. And I was the only new person for this session. So like, if you take, um, they have some really good classes in, in uh, my district. So you can do like, they have a ton of painting classes, stained glass, um, knitting, crochet, blah, blah, blah. But people will just do it as their, like, social time. So a lot of retirees will just go to their whatever class they choose. They'll take the painting class over and over and over again. And then that's just, like, their social circle. So it was kind of weird. I felt a little bit, you know, like the odd man out. Because obviously these people had been going. One woman told me that she had been taking the class for 19 years.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That sounds like the best kind of life, though. Right. Doesn't it Right, Just hanging out with your friends and taking yeah. classes and artistic stuff,
0: yep, yeah. yeah, it was really cool, but they were super nice to me. A bunch of them you know welcomed me to the class, and all oh. yeah, it was really cute, but um since That's they really do cool. no, since they have been taking the class for many years, they don't really need a lot of instruction, so it was just kind of like um, there was a class project that was suggested because it's the year of the rat. Um, they were making these, they call them funky rats out of ceramics, but you didn't have to fall. You could do whatever you wanted. So um, I just was kind of like messing around with clay and I ended up making some mushrooms cause I wasn't really getting instruction. It's more like a studio time, I guess. Okay. So I was fine with it and um, we'll see how my mushrooms turn out. I think I saw some of your pictures on Instagram and I was like, I
1: love a mushroom. I have um, like the, like the red cap mushroom with the white polka dots that feels like it's out of a fairy Uh story kind of a thing. I have um, a bunch of those in my, like stuck into plants and stuff all over my house. I went through a period of time slash I am still and always will be going through a period of time Uh (laughs) where I just wish that I lived in a, a fairy ring and so oh I have yeah. My my um decorating aesthetic is kind of like childhood fairy woodland mm-hmm. creatures. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I well, like I like a good mushroom decoration. Me too. I I one of when we were um thinking about moving, we were like getting our house ready to to move. We weren't thinking about it, we were actually like doing stuff about it. We saw um at the home improvement store these solar lights that are like blown glass mushrooms that light up, um, from inside. And I said, we are buying these when, when we sell the house and we get ready to move, I'm, I want to, I want these. And so we, um, when we sold the house, we went back and got them they're in our front yard. I love them so much, but, um, I think that that's just going to be, uh, my study for this session of the class is just perfecting my mushrooms so I think I'm just gonna I I feel like I'm just gonna make mushrooms until I get really really good at it
1: do you know what I saw a guy on um YouTube and I don't remember his name so this is I'm doing a bad job (laughs) but um I saw this guy on YouTube talking about being an artist and he said that he was given advice by someone to just draw the same thing again and again and again and so he started drawing um he's australian and it's a, a like a crane that they uh-huh. just i don't know if it's a crane but it's like a crane like creature of some sort this bird that is everywhere all the time uh-huh. and so because they're every it's like a seagull i guess around here the atlantic area mm-hmm. we we'll see seagulls everywhere they're just all over the place so it would be like this but in australia every animal has to be <laughs> completely different so yes. it's their version Um, and so he just drew them all the time and then it ended up developing into, um, like a comic almost of these weird, like black footed something or other animals and, um, they turned into characters and then they turned into side characters and then it developed into this whole big thing. But he said that it had to start with this, like if you do the same thing again and again and again, mm-hmm. you get good enough at doing that thing that you can experiment with the medium instead of with the thing you're making. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And that so is, you stop worrying about the mushroom and you're only worrying about ceramics and then you can start to apply it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes.
0: That is also exactly you end up with thought. just like,
1: a bajillion mushrooms to put all over your home. So right. When?
0: Yes, I have a lot of plants. We're big into house plants now. Our house is very well <laughs> lit, unlike our other home. Um, so oh, that's so good. It's got a really cute vibe. I it took me a long time to even like feel like this was my home.
1: But really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. What was the hardest part? Was it the size, like going to a smaller spot?
0: Um. It was. I think part of it was just living somewhere for so long and just basically kind of like growing up there, mm. you know, as an adult, um, some of my f- most formative years were spent there. Yeah. <laughs> and my yeah, kids. There's a the
1: whole thing about your second growing up, like the yes. fact that when your kids are growing up, you're actually growing up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I, yeah. that, I, I've never lived anywhere longer, including my childhood home. That it's the place I've lived the longest 20 years. It's a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it just, I don't, there was just some things about it that I just loved so, so much. Like, um, my view from the balcony, like I'm sure you've seen my palm tree pictures Mm -hmm. a million times. Yeah. I just had the most beautiful, what you would call like a California shot of a beautiful palm tree, and the sunset behind it. And um, the the feeling of the house was just very private, even though it was on a busy street. Um, we were kind of sheltered. The yard was shut. Like, you couldn't see anything from the yard except for... We had a really big yard. It was a quarter of an acre. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just couldn't really see the neighbors when you were in the yard. It just was a feeling there of, like, privacy that I this Mm -hmm. house kind of doesn't have it's a little bit more open so it just took me a while to and then it's small (laughs) being small was hard to get used to because our kitchen was really big and this kitchen is and so literally half it's like a tiny
1: space how did you how did you like manage you're feeling more at home there now what do you think turned you turned the corner for you
0: just for a long time, it kind of felt like being in a really cute Airbnb. It didn't really feel kind of like my, the aesthetic that I had been rocking for like 20 years. <laughs> so I just kind of got, had to get used to this being, because I really like it. And it has a lot of things that I love about it. Um, one being that we can sit at the dining table and eat dinner every night. But the thing that really, really made it for me was, um, so in the old house where I, where we would sit and watch TV, I could see the moon from my seat. Cause there's a, there was a sliding glass door on a balcony right near where I sat. And I would look at, I just have like a connection to the moon. It's kind of weird, but, um, I would look at the moon. I would be able to see the moon from my seat and it made me feel good. And so one night I was laying in bed and we have a, there's a skylight in our bedroom. And I noticed that the there was a light shining in my face, and then I realized it was the moon. And I was like, "Oh my wow. god, I can see the moon! I can lay in bed and see the moon." And then, and that was oh, that's cool. That was it. That's just cool. Like, so it's like yeah. a
1: piece of like the thing that you love that made you feel at home. You mm-hmm. kind of found it in a new way.
0: Yeah, uh, I like yeah, it. that's cool. I was like, okay, okay. We've done. I,
1: I can live here. We've done the whole like remaking your home because we had to move so many times we've gotten really good at making home so it's kind of like a game not a game fun process of being like we know which of the pieces that make it feel like home Mm -hmm. need to be you know what we need to make happen kind of thing and so we were like okay where will we make this zone and how will we make this feeling and where Mm -hmm. will we put these bookshelves and like all of that kind of stuff the biggest thing for me is sunlight like where because winter but (laughs) where where's the sun coming in and if it's going to be enough sunlight um, in the right places so Mm -hmm. that's like I can see that with moonlight that it would be similar if it's a thing that gives you comfort and it was a piece of comfort and the home that you've been in for so long finding it I like that it's like a new kind of like surprise it's a bit better almost because you're like laying in bed and it's from the skylight and it's right there i like that That's mm-hmm.
0: me. yeah it really is a lot better i could think i was just stubbornly you know having to give up something that i really loved and then kind of felt like we had to settle when we when we moved here mm-hmm. yeah so i was just being a little petulant but i i'm over it now <laughs> <laughs> kind of. it was a process yeah you've
1: grown through it it'd be to have like um, a, like a scientific kind of study happening um, in an artist retreat sort of a spot. It's just mm. like, we're going to, you know, like this population, <laughs> this control group is going to be doing um, punch needle rugs. Mm-hmm. This control group is going to do bead mosaics. This control group <laughs> is going to write poetry <laughs> and be like, let's, let's uh, experiment with art on their, brains <laughs> see what <laughs> see what happens i would be down to in that study um same can we yeah. find it and just i don't know we need to hook up, up with some happen. scientists and make
0: it happen yeah
1: so we need to have um adult uh foreign exchange program yes and your brain on art tree <laughs> your brain on art. i like it I feel like it would be, I mean, I'm sure it's happening. I'm sure it is. Because it we already be. know,
0: right? Well, how do we get in there? Just someone tell us? You have to look at the back of one of those sketchy newspapers that's asking for um, subjects for an experiment. <laughs> <laughs> and just call and be like, is, is this it going to art? involve <laughs> is
1: art? Is there textiles? I'm like, excuse me, what? What would the placebo be though? Oh fuck, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like how can you trick someone into thinking they're making art? And you can't. Postmodernism? You can't. (laughs) If you're doing it, it's art. I guess. Well, that's a whole other conversation. Like that guy with the banana (laughs) that he taped on the wall, that's the placebo.
0: I feel like that is absolutely art. I have a very broad because art (laughs) triggers an emotion, and that was dumb as fuck for sure. But (laughs) look at everybody who thought of it and looked at it and talked about it. That to me, that is the definition of art. He made people think about it and talk about it. Yeah, that I love. So I wonder if
1: the process of creating that would give I don't think it would give the same kind of um, taping the banana to the wall yeah Yeah.
0: no but that's not the art the the banana tape to the wall wasn't the art it was the the banana tape to the wall that was the art
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean so it would be like the process of deciding how how to yeah
0: yeah you're like how how am I going to make people feel about this
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yes did you ever see the documentary exit through the gift shop no it i don't think i did it's really good really good um i think it's really good a lot of people might hate it because it is that look at art where art isn't just a beautiful painting it is it's all that shit
1: I'm writing it down. It's right the now. Whole... Exit through the gift shop.
0: Yes. I like it. It's a great name. Yeah. Let me know when you've seen it and we can talk about it. I'm gonna rewatch yes. it. I'm gonna make, make Greg watch it too. It's, well it's I like good.
1: the idea that like everything is art, but I think that mm-hmm. there are different kinds. Like this is one of those conversations that you could have for 30 years and yes. never finish <laughs> saying new things. But um so I come at it too from like the literary perspective because that's where, uh-huh. like, that's where I got most of my, you know, training uh-huh. about it. But it's like, and it's all related too because it all kind of feeds on the on the same thing. But there's like there's the art where you're expressing yourself, uh-huh. and it's like for you. And yeah. then there's the art where it's like I am going to use this as a tool to create change in society, and sometimes yes. those are the same thing. Um yes. and sometimes you're just it's like it feels neat or you want to explore the idea, um, and it doesn't actually have any really significant, you know, reason for existing in society other than it's just an exploring a neat right. idea. But yeah. then and there's like who, um who gets to decide what's the 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 valid effect on society or what's you know, that whole mm-hmm. like who's the gatekeeper thing who gets to decide where the meaning comes from and like all that kind of stuff playing into it. But as a person who creates art. So like as a person who writes, um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I write so that the purpose of me writing is to affect a person on the other end. Yes. Because it's like the communication of it is the most important piece for me. Right. Um, And I love that, like the techniques and the things that you can do as a writer understanding like psychology of language and how people experience reading and stuff like that to affect that change that emotional experience for them really deliberately um it's very important it's really really cool and it's it's done amazing interesting things and like terrifying things too honestly um in society because it's like these tricks can be used for good or evil um Mm -hmm. but then as someone who's like illustration illustrations tend to be really like so yeah, my writing tends to be very, like creative nonfiction. Um, often, well, it's often about writing or like businessy stuff because that's my job. But also about like political stuff and like what does it all mean and you know those kinds mm-hmm. of like slightly heavy uh, topics. But then the illustrations are like doodly, bright colors, yes. really bold, sort of thick lines, um, like uh-huh. mushrooms and typewriters and like sneakers mm-hmm. and. Um, cute things. And it's like, um, that I do for me and yes. people experience it in the same way as I do when I make it, it's like a joyful, cute, cause fun is a reason, right? It's a joyful, mm-hmm. cute, fun thing. And it makes like, um, my notebook look cuter and it makes my, um, website look cuter. And it ma- you know, like that feeling of like warm, mm-hmm. cuddly cuteness is enough. Um, and kind of, I guess how it's like the spoonful of sugar to go with like the really, difficult to swallow medicine sometimes of what I write about. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know what my point is. I guess it's just like this, the idea of like, what there <laughs> is art? Um, it, it's kind of irrelevant. Both like it's, art. Yeah. It's all art. And I mean, the mm-hmm. benefit that you get as a person who makes it is separate completely to the benefit mm-hmm. of society that receives it. Exactly. Unless that's, yes unless that's one of your motivators and then it's like an add-on I guess I don't know man yeah I'm gonna solve that one today but it's like very interesting thought experiment to try and find a line
0: I think that art is broader than a lot of people give it credit for um art I mean the feeling of joy from looking at a cute drawing is evoking an emotion so that's Mm -hmm. art to me
1: Oh, yeah. And it Um, serves a really important purpose. Yeah. Like, in the same way that... Bringing joy is
0: probably one of the most important things in the world. It's pretty pretty big. It's pretty big. Especially
1: when... And I kind of like it hand in hand with the other stuff, too. Where it's like, um, really good, really important art often causes distress. Because it shows a truth that's difficult. Right? Um, Yes. So... It's very I think that that might be why my illustration cuz like when I was taking art classes and drawing classes in university I was like really detailed like I would spend 25 minutes on an eyelash like you know mm-hmm. full full realism stuff but that's not what I do anymore like I I don't right. it's like the the cartoony kind of version of things and I think that it might mm-hmm. be because like shit's heavy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so I think I kind of need to have the dichotomy to feel comfortable, um, with it because it's like, I know I have to think about the heavy, difficult stuff, but it's Mm -hmm. hard. So like, while I'm at it, I'm going to have, um, primary colors and mushrooms and sneakers and typewriters. Yes. Yes. Cause it hurts to not have like cute things when you're, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you can't have one without the other. It's having only cute little fluffy things to ignore difficult things that you need to see isn't good for you, but also only holding difficult spiky things
0: isn't good for you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There. You You have to be a well-rounded human being. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That was such a good talk it's a little long I but love that's okay out with you I love hanging out with Look.
1: you it's my favorite
0: yeah you are the best no you are <laughs> I mean Scorpio's totally rule <laughs> we've got it figured out we can hang yeah, out like yeah. nobody's business oh yeah for sure and we'll hang out in person someday soon hopefully oh my gosh we better
1: in the meantime we can hang out like this oh yeah as often yeah. as you want I love it okay. it's super fun time yeah, and, me too. Uh, I can't wait to hear other conversations you have with other really cool people.
0: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I think this is going to be a good podcast, and I hope people will like it too. And I hope people will participate in it. That's one of the main things that I want to do is get other people involved.
1: It's, I love it. Um, their feelings. I think it's great. Yeah, we can sort of figure out what in the heck we're doing, and yeah. all of us.
0: So, what all are we even
1: what are we even doing here? Such a good question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And,
0: um, yeah, I like answering it with you. Thanks. You've got some good answers and we definitely had a lot to talk about today as evidenced yeah. by the time. Um, so I'm going to, um, put the links to, um, Brad Montague, Nathan Pyle, mm-hmm. Um, Jerry's Artorama. I think those are some cool videos that artists might like to watch. What else did we talk about? Oh, the punch from Exit through cookie. the gift shop. Exit through the punch shop gift cooking. shop. And exit
1: through the gift shop is another thing we talked about. And a couple yeah. of nameless YouTubers that I have forgotten already. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and I forgot about it immediately.
0: If you do remember it, we can always add it later.
1: Yeah, I might be able to find it. Cool, cool, cool.
0: All right, then. Until next time. Thanks for having me, friend. Oh, thank you for joining me. It was a good conversation. I'll leave. Okay, Bye. everybody have a great day.